This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Main Hustle Media Podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Hohokam, and Yucateco Maya people. And we wish to pay our respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Hey, y'all, welcome to Queer and Far Podcast, a travel podcast from a couple of queer femmes, providing tips and resources to travel safely while Black, Brown, queer, disabled, and from any marginalized group and intersection in between. I am one of your co-hosts, Senor Tia Charmaine Fury, a.k.a. The Bludgeon Blurred, and I am with my... Uh, sister from another Mr. Shenanigans, <laughs> a.k.a. The Noob of the Podcast. <laughs> Hello, Internets, or hola. Um, So, you know, like it'll be a year since we released our first episode in August. I did not know that. Has it really been a year? Yeah, we released our first episode in August. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we we also like gone slow. We've taken breaks and we haven't done, but you know, it's almost a year. At one point, at some point, you'll have to not be a noob. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> or you can I think, say a noob. I think I'm thinking I'm gonna die a noob. Anyway, like um, five years from now. Five years like, from I now. Would, like I people, just show up. I'm, I'm just hoping people will walk up on the street and be like, "Hola, noob." And I'm like, "Hola, <laughs> noob." Hi. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Uh, um, it was well, the maybe hair that we gave start me going away. to like travely thingies, and people do happen to encounter you. Be like, "Hola, noob." <laughs> so, uh, internet's. We have an interesting episode for you today. We are going to be talking about the zany life of Maney. Yep. Signing a contract for her first rental home in Merida. Look, I'm learning so much. And like, again, shouting out the the expat and groups and stuff like that that I'm in. Um, I've I've already gotten a hint of some of this stuff, but once it's so different once you're actually in there you know, doing it yourself, it feels so crazy official in a way that it doesn't feel in the U.S. that you're just, and yet I think it's also easier to get out of if you need to. So as we mentioned on our last episode, I had found a house and I put a deposit down to hold the listing, basically to give the landlord an incentive to pull the the offer off the internet Mm -hmm. and not to show it anymore while they finished up a a few repairs and some cleanings and things like that. So it'd be ready when I moved in. And that was uh, 18 days from the date we put the deposit down to the day Mm -hmm. that May 1st popped. Or actually, I think because our appointment got delayed a few days, so it's like 21 days or something. But um, on May 3rd, we signed a lease to our first home here in Merida. Uh, We're in a northern, like, uh, neighborhood uh, on the outskirts of the city and we have a three bedroom three bath that was a creepy looking book give me one second bug oh internets we are dealing with the tropics and those come with bugs large bugs yeah every now and then (laughs) i'll just leave this one in every now and then there's a bug that like kind of looks like a bug you're familiar with but it's got a special yucatan flair and um (laughs) I think that was just a cockroach, but I don't know. <laughs> I didn't find it. It disappeared, which is another reason why I think it might have been a cockroach. 
I'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, you just got to get used to random. Like we had this huge beetle the other day. We've had geckos and stuff, lizards like crazy. And I'm more of a lizard person than I am a bug person anyway. So like I see mm -hmm. a lizard and I'm like, oh, a little baby lizard. And then I go, oh, no, my cats might hurt the lizard. Right. But when I see the, the beetles and the cockroaches, I'm like, God damn. I'm still dealing with Texas trauma, a Houston trauma, trauma. for yeah. uh, for the cockroaches that we had in Houston. Yeah, I yeah. saw. I remember. Yeah, it was in Houston. It was pretty bad. And yeah. you could. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that and that was with me having treatment, regular treatment. Mm -hmm. That's how bad that place was. But mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. in Houston anymore. Moving on. Moving I'm on. in Medida. I am in a lovely little neighborhood in the outskirts of Medida in the northern part of the city in a three bedroom, three bath house uh, with a pool mm -hmm. that is filled by cenote water. The cenotes being the underwater cave swimming hole, freshwater limestone. And, and when we went to Chichen Itza, we learned from uh, a Maya um, uh, guide that cenote means mouth. It means mouth. It means like earth mouth. Earth mouth. Earth mouth. So, um, so yeah, we. I'm getting water in my pool from a nearby cenote. So my water is fresh water. That's I so have cool. swam in it already, and it's pretty lovely. And it's actually kind of a larger pool than I remember it being when I first got. Like the first time, it I saw must have it, just been the angle because when you had it like that, I was like, "Oh, that is big." That's what she said. It's quite big. Ah, yeah, it's no. uh, it's definitely bigger than the one we have here at the Airbnb, which you did right. see. You know, mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. bit deeper, a little bit wider, a little bit longer. That's what she said. And yeah, the house is actually like huge. That's the other thing is the house seems way bigger now that I'm in it than. Okay. <laughs> well, than it was. just looking at the pictures, right? Yeah. But uh, so we signed the lease on Wednesday, on Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, May 3rd uh, or de Mayo. And the process to do this is, is so different from what we would experience in the U.S. Your leases in Mexico have to be like signed off through the government. Right. So you do have to go to a law office to sign your leases. And in our case, we had a translator who was the person who helped find me the house. Um, Pause. And the reason why it has to go through the government is because we are not citizens, right? No, actually, I think regular citizens have to do it, too. Okay. Well, yeah. let's, well, we'll look more into that, but yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so I, I got, I partnered up with someone that I, I was recommended to in one of the expat groups that I'm in um, mm -hmm. brothers and sisters of Medida in particular. And this person had worked with this person to find a house and they found a lovely house and everything. And also that person has been helping her set up services. So she mm -hmm. recommended her to the group and she was like, she's been so helpful to me. Check her out. So while you were still here in town, I reached mm -hmm. out to her. And she started looking for places for us and she found this home. Now she works with a real estate agent who is a licensed real estate agent, agent here in Medida. Okay. And so it's really what I think happened because <laughs> nobody explains it to me. Okay. I think that her having the partner that is a real estate agent, I think she gets some kind of payment from him. You know, if she oh, brings a client. Oh, okay. Well, no, that makes sense. That makes sense, that's right? Because like, he that, never talks about money. Here. Mm -hmm. Like at no point did we ever talk about money, uh, about her and I exchanging money. So um, she connect, she connected, she found the listing through her real estate agent, Jose. Jose listed, I think, on behalf of the landlord, this mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. possibly. Mm -hmm. And that's probably how it went down. And so it was me and, and Tree, the translator, Vera, the landlord, Karin, and Jose, the real estate agent, and the lawyer. 
Okay. And so we're all inside the, the room and the lawyer proceeds to read. And I, as I mentioned last time, your contracts are always in Spanish because Spanish of is course. a natural language. Right. Even if they account for Americans, it's not going to be in English, mm -hmm. unlike in the U.S. where you could get a contract in Spanish or in English. So the lawyer would proceed to read a section and then the translator would say, OK, this is basically what this section means versus a word for word translation back and forth. Okay. And then we would go through that. And if there was any questions in each section, I would ask, she would ask the landlord, the landlord would answer or the real estate agent would answer. And then she would translate or the lawyer would answer. And it kind of went back and forth like that throughout the whole thing. And so we got down to a few questions that I wanted to make sure of as a foreigner signing a lease in another country. Some of the things had to do with like, what am I responsible for versus what the landlord is responsible for? And pretty much- okay. You're responsible for everything once you take possession of the home, for the most part. Um, in some cases, some services might stay in the landlord's name. And so okay. she would still require you to pay for it. Mm. But she basically granted me access to her logins. Oh. Yeah, for like the water service and the uh, trash service and the electricity. Okay. So I okay. get the app on my phone. But I log in using the information that is available from her account. That is very interesting because in uh, some other research that I've done and talking with some other people and some other channels that I watch that um, I guess it really is different because some people, they have to go get their own. And maybe it's different like because they've been there longer. Yeah. Because, you so know, she offered like in some cases, like say the Internet, she offered do you want to set up your own or do you want to take over the one that I have? In the case of the electricity, the trash service and the water service, mm -hmm. there is an account associated with the house that is in her name. And mm -hmm. then I have an app where mm -hmm. I just had to put the account number in and mm -hmm. then I put my own login information in, but it's still her underneath. Okay. It's still, everything's still under her. And so mm -hmm. my whole burden is that I pay it on time. Okay. And, uh, and what's different here is like, um, Electricity, you pay every two months. Water, you pay every one month. And the trash, she prepaid the trash through the rest of the year, through 2023. So I don't have to start paying her extra for the trash until January of 2024. And then I have to start paying her for the trash. Uh, is it very similar to how it was when we were, when I was there where the trash is just in a bag and we put it out yeah. outside. So there's no can. Or, there's no can. A, are you staying in a community? It's not a closed community. There are okay. gated communities nearby and stuff like that. Mine is not a closed community, but okay. it is like very like houses and like designs across the board or whatever. So um, in my case, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, or Martes, Jueves, and Sabado are trash days. So I just have to put that out front of Barsora. the house. Okay. Um, yeah, Barsora. Dia de Barsora. And, um, and so three days a week, I just have to put trash out there. So the services. So like she prepaid the trash for all of 2023. And then she also preloaded the gas tank which is up on the roof of the house for okay. cooking, cooking gas of like 500 pesos or something worth. So if and when I run out, I can call the place and say, can you come back and give me another 500 pesos? But I probably won't need it for a long time because I'm probably not going to cook that much 
to empty Especially out in the, the summertime. Yeah. Because um, it's tray, only for cooking. It doesn't heat the water. It doesn't heat anything else because I have a water heater in the back. Okay. okay. Um, and so, like, she told me, don't worry about trash. And when, that was before we signed the lease. When we were in the process of signing the lease, they explained the trash is prepaid by the year. So I don't have to pay her anything extra. But when okay. January comes, that's when you I start won't. paying monthly for the trash pickup. Online. I assume so because I have the the um, the app for uh, electricity and water. So I'll probably she'll probably give me the app when the time comes for trash too. So that was one of the times where we're like reading and pause, ask some questions, get some clarification. And okay. then the next one that I paused for, it had to do with if you have to vacate the lease early, which was inside the um, inside the. Okay. Yeah. And so the, I just needed clarification because the way it read, because I did, I got the document a couple of days earlier and I ran it through Google Translate so that I could get an idea. And for the most part, it was a pretty good translation, I think. There's just a few words that don't, there's a few legal terms in Spanish that don't have translate a, in, in English. English. Yeah. And so in those cases, it would double up a word. Oh. It, okay. to, and to indicate like, I don't know. So what I was reading from the English translation was that if you have to leave it early, uh, you pay 19, you pay 1900 pesos, which is, or 19,000 pesos, which is about a thousand dollars, which is about what I pay for rent to leave early. And I saw no other penalties. It's like, you have a lease for 12 months, but you kind of can leave it if you have to. And so I asked, I'm like, just for clarification, because it's not like I'm thinking I'm going to leave anytime soon, but you're worried because I'm a foreigner. I don't get approved to stay in Mexico or something else happens, whatever. Uh, what happens? And she says that because I had put forward a heavier don't, uh, down payment or down payment deposit uh, because I am a foreigner, she would just take one month's rent worth of deposit and pull that out. And that would be what she keeps. So that would cover the month that it would take for her to clean and process the house to get it ready for the next go. Person. And then the rest of my um, deposit minus whatever things they need to repair, like if my cat's damaged something or whatever, that will be removed and then they'll send everything back. Now, okay. my whole question is, I don't know how I'm going to get it sent back because I don't know how that works mm -hmm. with Mexico and America banks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But even if I had to sacrifice the whole deposit to break the lease early. Right. I, I'm, I'm mentally prepared for that possibility if, okay. that, if that were to happen. Um, but she seems to have the intention that like you'll get, and it says it in writing in the contract. Okay. Minus that month's worth and any damages, you would get everything else back. So, okay. Utility wise, basically how it would be anywhere, right? You have to worry about trash. Water, water, electricity, uh, electricity, internet, internet, and then pool, a pool cleaner. So I, I can go with my own pool cleaner or I can use the one that she had been already using. And so I just need to set that up with her. I have asked for cost about it. And the problem with asking about cost that is so vague with them is that they'll say, well, it depends on how often you use it. And I was like, well, can you give me an idea how much you have spent already and they're like well it's different because it was vacant for a little while you know so she i couldn't really get like a hard answer mm -hmm. and that and it like that that happened across the board like how much does trash cost you don't have to worry about trash until january okay but when january comes i want to be prepared for for how much and be like well it depends on what it might be by that point 
okay. Um, electricity, <laughs> it depends on how often you run the ACs. The, the people who were here before you ran all the ACs all day long and they paid a lot of money. Okay, what is a lot of money here? You know, like, what does that mean here? We're like, oh, I don't know. Okay, so like, it's hard to nail that stuff down. And a lot of groups did warn about like, make sure they tell you the exact amount or a rough estimate. And so I kept asking, I kept asking, but like, that was the best I can get. I was always getting that answer. So I did get to see the most recent bill. So like the last, um, uh, electricity, I'm trying Water. to think which, which one it was. Um, I have them still. They're at my. They're at the house, but I'm at the Airbnb today, so I don't remember. But one of them was like 89 pesos for whatever it was, and the other one was like 198 pesos. That's penny. That's nothing. But but that the house is but, empty. But the house has been empty, and the only time it's been turned on is when someone's there cleaning or repairing something. So she just showed me that it was paid to zero balance, so that I was starting from scratch that day, basically. So I still don't really have a good idea. Um, so we're going to be uh, two months in. We're going to be talking about your first like what it looks like. Bill. Yeah. OK. All right. And, you know, that's when I realized how big the house was, because I did stay there one night by myself and I turned on the AC in the living room area and in the master bedroom. And the living room is so big that at one point I was like, oh, shit, do I ever want to turn it on? Because the living room is an open concept. It spans the, right. kitchen, the dining room and the living room. And I was like, oh. So I ended up like turning it off at one point, just putting the fans on and leaving the AC on in the bedroom so that it'd be nice and cool when I got when I got in there. And then I just turned the ACs off on everywhere and put the fans on and open things up uh, to let the breeze come through. So one thing I may ask to get done is to have a screen door. I don't know if that's common here, but she kept saying, just open the front door whenever you want a good breeze. And you do. As soon as you open the front door, the breeze gets really good, but there's no screen and I have cats. I'm yeah. not just gonna leave my front door open. So I may ask if it's possible to get a screen door put on the front um, because in the front bedroom, when I have those windows open, the breeze crosses the kitchen side. So the cross, the cross breeze helps cool things down. Nice and cool. Because even the though here at night are nice and cool. Because this is May. Mm -hmm. And May is the hottest time of the year. It's supposed to be. Or is like, it August the hottest time of the year? No. Well, May through August tends to be pretty hot. We're in the wet season now. It hasn't started raining here yet, though. But everybody, uh, I keep seeing in different groups, I keep seeing May is the hottest month. If you can survive May, you can survive any month. You know, um, there's been jokes about like memes where like the sun is is right here <laughs> like the whole picture and been like yeah, summer yeah. Canada, you know and yeah. it has there's been some days and even though it's been like 104 fahrenheit yeah. mm -hmm. uh, like i think that's what 28 or 27 celsius it feels really hot because of the humidity humidity like yesterday was 102 in merida and it was 94 percent humidity yeah, so that's the thing is that the humidity yeah. you're not fucking around with that humidity it's literally so, in the 90 percent yeah. So I was laughing because I was asking around, like I said, you know, I was calling, hey, Alexa, yesterday. And after I said, I was like, well, that's pretty hot. So then I said, uh, Alexa, how hot is it in, in, what's the weather like in San Francisco? And they said, uh, what's the humidity in San Francisco? And, this, and the humidity in San Francisco currently yesterday was 82%. And I said, oh, and I'm like, what's the weather like in San Francisco right now? It's like cold and rainy. I was like, oh. So that's but humidity. <laughs> you feel it, you feel it different 
Yeah. So with cold humidity. and humidity makes it feel it's like mist or fog or yeah, something yeah. like that. Hot right. and humidity. So Thursday when I was running errands before I went to the house, um, I by the time I got back to the Airbnb before I went to the house, I was just so hot. And I was like, today was a hard minute a day for me. Um, and I was only out for maybe an hour, 45 yeah. minutes tops. And it really kicked my butt. Uh, so I went straight to the pool, then took a shower, then got myself ready to go to the house in the, in the evening. So the breeze out there, like breeze at night is pretty cool. Usually like it cools okay. quite a bit, which is really nice. But in right. my neighborhood, when the breeze, like the breeze was had a chill to it, which was really nice because I was mm. still pretty hot. And so after a couple hours of doing stuff around the house and work and the landlord came over and did a couple things up until about eight or nine o'clock at night after she left, I went into the pool. But naked swimming in the pool. That's <laughs> the best, ain't it? Yeah, I was really excited. I was still nervous because even though the walls are like 20 feet high, I was just like, I could hear the football field that is not too far away and i was yeah. like ah. um, but they no one can see i'm there's no way anybody could see um but uh back to the signing so we're in there and i asked the question and it seems like you can break your lease if you need to and um i just wanted to make it clear to her that like by no means is that an intention of mine no. i am a foreigner and i don't have residency yet so i want to make sure and you're worried in advance yeah. you know and she yeah. said she loved how organized I was. I also brought my little, you know, that purple and polka dot folder thingy I have yeah. that has all our stuff. She loves it. She's like, you're very organized. <laughs> so she's like, you're very organized. Yeah, I guess I am. I like it. Um, and so we finished through the process of reading back and forth and translating and stuff and then asking uh, the details, like any questions and stuff like that. Uh, and then came the money exchange. And so here's, here's what is very different from the U.S., you sign the lease, everybody signs, the translator signs, you sign, the landlord signs, the real estate agent signs, and the lawyer signs. And so we were just going around signing. Hi, internets, we're back. Okay. And we're back. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, so just in case, because we don't know what this is going to look like, I'm going to go back and start from the part of yeah. of the signing. So uh, we were talking about the the lease sign, like the questions that we had, like if I'm because I'm a foreigner, if I have to go, um, it looks like you can pretty much break the lease without any kind of legal aftermath issues It's because they take they they increase the deposit to take that deposit if they need it to cover the period of time that you've left the house vacant while they get it ready for the next person. Um, mm -hmm. So at work, at worst, I'm out a thousand dollars. I think unless I can't get the whole deposit back because of like logistics, then mm -hmm. at worst I'm out about 2,500 maybe. Okay. US, um, which is like, yeah. LA, yeah. you know, like yeah. I didn't get my full deposit back from my apartment in LA. I think my deposit was probably 2,900 and I got back like 1,200. Um, did, did the, no, um, I got back 900 actually. I remember that 900. Did the landlord have any questions for you? Not really. I mean, okay. she, 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 they, they have a lot of things of like making sure that you don't use the house for anything other than residency. Um, like if you commit a crime in the house and it gets discovered, you void your lease. And if you leave anything behind, I'm, you kind of your, sacrifice that. So I, I, hold on. Um, not saying that we're planning on 
crying. Uh, but like, what type of crime are they talking? Like, you don't. It just said crime. It just said crime. Like, and so, you know, is that smoking weed? It, I don't know. Is that like running a criminal organization outside of the house? Is it both of those? If that is that the range? You know, like so, smoking weed is not illegal. Okay, I don't. It know. is. It is illegal if you do it in front of children anywhere. Okay. Uh, but buying and selling is legal. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, like things like that. Uh, so it's like, like you could work from home in the house, but you can't start a business in the house. Okay. Unless, unless you set up the, the, the thing like that. So here you can be next door to a house that is a business. So like there could be a law office next door inside mm -hmm. a house that looks just like yours. Mm. But you have to set up your lease in advance to be like that. So if we wanted to have an in-home business, like a, like where people would come in and out. Oh, 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 oh. Then okay. you would sign your lease that way. But because we're saying we're just wanting to reside there and then work and, from home. Yeah. For companies outside of our own or, you know, whatever that kind of stuff. So uh, that's fine. But okay. like if we were to like start open a shop. We can't mm -hmm. physically have people coming in and out and treating the house like a business because that's a different kind of thing. So, yeah, there was more things like that. It was like you can't you can't use the house for anything other. You can't sublet it. So I actually mm -hmm. being concerned that they might misread something. I was like, well, when I do have to go back to the States to start my residency, I am going to have a visitor stay in the house and watch my cats. And she's like, no, that makes sense. That's a visitor. That's not a sublet. I was, I was like, so I just want to make clear, like if I have someone there for a month, it's because I'm, mm -hmm. you know, away or something like that. And she's like, yeah, you just can't like go back to the States and rent it out to somebody. Oh, rent it out to somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or I can't use it like an Airbnb. Or right, like right, 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 right. Something like that, which all makes sense to me too, mm -hmm. you know, um, and uh, and then so when we signed, everybody signed. Uh, Tree and me signed. The translator signed as our representative in the room. Uh, okay. The real estate agent signed. The landlord signed, and the lawyer signed. And Damn. then after okay. that, this is where something is a lot different than what we're used to in the U.S. Because cash is king in in Mexico. Like a lot of things, you pay straight cash. You don't, you don't write checks. You don't necessarily use an app. You can in some cases, but like, there's not an app for me paying my rent or anything like that. I, I have to hand the cash to my landlord every month. Oh. Um, so what they do is they print out these receipts these legal documents that say, you know, we are renting Tristan and Charmaine are renting this house at this address from this landlord who is the owner on this date, every month they paid 19,000 pesos and then I signed tree signs and then she signs and then she kept them. So we signed one for every month of the year of, of every month of the, of the, of the um, lease. And then she took all of them, but the one for May. So mm -hmm. I now possess a receipt that shows that I paid 19,000 pesos for the month of May that is pre-signed by me, Tristan and the landlady. And then Next month, when I hand her the cash, she's going to hand me that document for June. So each one was the exact same thing, except for it said May 3rd, June 3rd, July 3rd. So that's weird because you've just signed something that yeah. says you've, you've paid. And then it's in the possession of the person who will give it back to you as evidence that you paid after you've paid. Versus assigning it 
the day we get our rent. And that's because it had to be witnessed by the lawyer. It's just that <laughs> it, it goes my, counter to like what you my Americanness and not trusting yes, landlord yes. kicked right in there real hard. I'm gonna and so like that. I'm gonna have to work on that. There, like I, I would, I feel like I was more aware of what was going on the whole time because I have been engaging in the conversations and I've been, I read the document in advance. Where Tristan was just kind of like I gave him the document to read, but he just trusted mm -hmm. me. Right. So he said, I want to like when we we're at the law office before everybody showed up, he, he said, I want to know what it says, but I don't want to read it. Like, <laughs> I want to just buy osmosis or osmosis from you. Yeah. And so he's like, do you have questions? And I told him the two questions that I had and I had already prepped them with those questions. So they were ready to answer them when I when we got there. So, yeah, like for me, I don't know how Tree felt about signing things or if he even understood what he was signing. He just, <laughs> just got a stack of papers and then you sign, 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 and you slid it over to the next person. And then you sign, 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 and slid it over to the next person. I, so I wonder if there's any way of like negotiate, like if I pay six months in advance or in, in a chunk, if you get a discount. You probably could. And, and honestly, I, you know, I wasn't prepared to do that. So I didn't even ask that question, but you could probably set it up that way with yeah. some folks. And actually, I think some folks do require it because I've seen some postings on a lot of these real estate sites that we were looking at to mm -hmm. look for a home where it would say like six months in advance mm. required or something like that. Mm -hmm. But whether or not the discount part, like I think it is possible that you can get a discount if you're willing to pay more in advance. So yeah, that, that was the process. So I had, when I had the rest, the balance of my deposit to give her, I had, the, um, so basically the money that I gave them last month to hold the property, they were counting as the payment for May. And then the deposit that I provided within the law office, which was two months worth of rent as a deposit, um, they're going to count that as just the deposit. So that's going to sit in the holding account until I leave. Right. Um, so they're counting that as deposit. And then I had a cat deposit of 9,500 pesos, which was, um, it's about 500. So 500 and change. So that's cats. So I gave that. And then I had to pay for the lawyer fee, which I got it wrong. There was a miscommunication. A mi uh, well, not a miscommunication so much as a language issue for both of us. They told me 750 pesos. They meant 7,000 pesos, oh. the equivalent of $350. US. Okay. Okay. So, and then for me, I translated that into $35. So we had a... That's where the five came from. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, but that was still, even though $350 US is a big chunk to us as Americans to be giving to a lawyer in Mexico, a lot of people that I've seen in the group say, be careful. Cause sometimes those lawyer fees are like 1200, 2000 US. So we got off light. To me to even retain a lawyer, it's 5,000. Right. So it's pretty crazy. And, uh, uh, so I handed all that money over in the room, signed, signed, signed all the things. And then she gave me back what was the receipt for the month of May. Did you get a receipt for the cat deposit? Well, that was what I kept asking. I'm like, what, what about the proof of the other deposits? They made me turn the May receipt over and write down the deposit amount that I put on there. And I okay. was like, do you want to sign it? And she was like, no, because you already have it it's already proof that you've given it. So it's basically like 
that it was witnessed physically by the, yeah, lawyer. the lawyer and it was signed on the piece of paper. Okay. It's so creepy when you're not used to it because you're well, I know. piles of cash. Like I well, had a stack of cash this big. We're also used to the system fucking us over. Right. And so you're constantly. Even nervous. if you're trying to play by the rules. Right. And it, it doesn't mean that there isn't corruption no, here. There, there, is, there absolutely yeah. could be. But there um, are assholes everywhere. Right. But in this case, like I feel. I think I got as good a landlord as I can get because she showed up the next day on my clock to try to help me with the Internet and stuff like that. You know, like she can't come into the house anymore. And I guess they don't keep a key. A master key. So I'm the one with the master key. And so she would even ask permission. It was so crazy. She'd be like, can I use the bathroom? And I'm like, yeah, like, of course. And she's like, it's your home now. I can't just use it. Um, she kept apologizing because after we signed the lease, we all went to the house together minus the lawyer and did like a look through. And her mother was there like doing some final cleaning. But by the time we got there, mother was watching TV. That's so lovely. <laughs> we're doing like a walkthrough. And then every so often the landlord would be like, mama. And it would be like, there was, there was like um, soap in the bathroom still, or there was a pizza in the fridge. And she's like, mama. and then she kept apologizing to me that they, were <laughs> that they had left stuff in the house. And I was like, it's fine. But I wasn't really thinking of the fact that I was taking possession of the pizza in that moment. And of the pizza, um, she was like, like apologizing for using the house, even though officially, be because officially it was now mine to use, and so she was apologizing that it wasn't ready immediately because mama, mama, and so like yeah, we found like soap, we have, we found um, we found like drinks and things like that, and she just kept apologizing and stuff. So they packed up a bag to get all that stuff out of there. Um, That's funny. And uh, how uh, how was the process? I would say how frustrating. How I, I, I would say the most frustrating aspect of it is that there is a language and a translation barrier that's happening. So for those of you who are thinking of doing this, who have time to learn Spanish before you get here, mm -hmm. um, that I would still say have a translator because oh yeah, you know, the lawyer the lawyer talk and stuff like that. But um, like. That is a weird thing to be sitting in a law office while people are speaking in a different language and you're just waiting for someone to tell you what to do, what to do. You know, that that is a little nerve wracking, but it didn't it wasn't crazy stressful. Okay. I, I was messaging you a couple times when I was in the room. Right. You were. Um, uh, but like it, it was more of just like sometimes it was like I need this thought to get out so that you <laughs> You also had the information so that I didn't forget to tell you later so that, you know, part of that was that. Um, and then, you know, of course, we had the money stuff. And it was just like in the moment, there were a few moments where you're just like, I'm about to sign a document in a language I don't I speak don't yet. In a, in, a, in a place that is not my homeland. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's just like that's when things start to get really real. But I would say if it felt less like I'll put it like this in L.A., our credit was so bad by the time we moved to LA and stuff like that. We were, we're sitting in the room, basically waiting. We we've already secured, we've already put a deposit down, but we were sitting in the room waiting for final approval. And at any moment they could have told us they weren't going to rent to us. And it was just stressful to be sitting there waiting for that. 
that kind of stress was not present in this moment. The the stress I was feeling had more to do with the translation thing, but it was more of like a frustration on your part of not being not more, being yeah, more fluent. Yeah. Fluent. And like, there were a few things I understood and I was impressed with myself. Like there was an explanation that the Jose, the real estate agent was explaining about the cat deposit and um, I was nodding through it. And then the translator looked at me and I was like, yeah, I think I got most of that, you know, like, so there was some that I was getting, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, there was a lot that I would not have been able to discern without the support of the translator. Going from here mm -hmm. to there, how, how hard was it? Or was it easy to find a place? Yeah, it, it really was. So comparably to us. Yeah, what I'm because to say. I'll put it like this, like, okay, when I moved to Austin back in 2005, okay. um, I had a place that I set up in advance, paid a deposit from, from Sacramento when I, you know, couldn't look at it in advance. I only had pictures, blah, 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 blah. Then we drove up and I was like, this is a, a ghetto ass place. And I grew up in a ghetto. I'm not trying to go back. So I broke the lease before we signed it. Basically, I basically sacrificed the deposit yeah. because I had arranged, we had like a pre-agreement for this, this apartment. And when I got there, I was like, this doesn't even look like the photos. It's like mm -hmm. scary. I don't want to live here. So we went to a hotel that night, which we just drove up to a hotel that was nearby and checked in that night. And then I started getting on the internet and looking for a place. I found a place that was willing to let me have an appointment in the morning. We drove to the place. We liked it. We put a deposit down. Boom, boom, boom. That was 2005. For Boston, for... Porterville and for LA, it was all this advanced setup to even get things going. Like I actually in Massachusetts, I had to fly out like two months early, you know, because that's when we were trying to figure out if we could even afford to go or to go to Massachusetts. And we found a place that would be willing to take our cats and all this other kind of stuff. And we got to see it in advance, but it was still a stressful process because I was doing that through Craigslist. LA, I kept getting denied, 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 denied. And then I found one place who was willing to say yes, but I still had to sit in that room and wait for them to give us final approval. So, okay. So that's how it's all been stressful. And the same thing, like I set up a house in Houston before I even got there sight unseen except for photos. And I just had to trust that it was going to be okay. And then if I didn't, I wasn't going to have the money to pull out. I was just going to be committed. Here, I started messaging Vera and gave her I gave her listings so you and I were looking online and we were pulling listings and we were sending them I was sending them over to her and I, I'd say what I liked about the listing you know da, da 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 this neighborhood this internet speed this design you know blah 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 and so she ended up asking me what's my priority list and I said I need them to be okay with me having four cats me being a foreigner and um and I need to be able to have strong internet now that's where the disconnect was is because she said well the internet is up to what you pay for but what it actually is, mm -hmm. is you need to know in advance if the neighborhood can sustain you coming mm -hmm. in and adding internet. Because you might mm -hmm. end up moving to a street that has no ports available, mm -hmm. and then that's it. You're just done. So you actually kind of need, that's the harder thing. You need to do reconnaissance in the neighborhood before you actually sign your lease, which I'm learning after the fact. Um but the process to find a place. So once we started looking in earnest and actually starting sending her stuff, it took a day or two until she sent me a listing. And she said, I'm only going to send you one listing. If you don't like it, we can start looking around again. Okay. But 
her goal was nail the major things mm-hmm. and then go from there. Okay. So really, once we got there, it was a place that had three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. I wanted at least two, but three would be ideal. I wanted at least two bathrooms, but three would be ideal because the bathroom mm-hmm. was every room. And a lot of the houses here either have the same amount of bathrooms as bedrooms or, or it has one plus mm-hmm. for guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to be okay with the cats. I needed a pool and I needed to be okay to rent to foreigners She uh, with a modern design because Tristan liked modern over the colonial design. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Um, and that's what she did. She fucking nailed it. Her first listing was three bedroom, three bath house with a modern design, open concept, had a pool. And under budget. And under budget and was private. Um, and so the, the worst in quotations, worst thing is that Internet is going to be a bit of a struggle. I can do plug and play internet or I can get an installed internet at only 50 megas, megabytes. Um, hmm. You know, so live and learn, live and learn, but I'm already in the house. So it is what it is. And I don't want to break the lease because of internet at the moment, hmm. unless I absolutely well, have. And 50, as Jeff put it, is you can do the streaming, you can work, you can this and that, whatever. Five, no. Yeah. But he, but he, but he, that other thing that you got, that 150, he's like, that is a great. Yeah. If, Once if I we can get it, get it to work. Yeah, I can get it yeah. to work. And that was my bad. I, I broke it. <laughs> so I'll try to get that fixed. And, um, and that'll be next episode, guys. The Adventures <laughs> of Internet's Internet. Yeah, I'll do a whole episode on Internet because it's been a kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, once we signed everything, handed over the money, they counted it in front of us. Like there was also a money counter there if they like kind of thing if they wanted to. But she, she just hand counted it. Yeah. Um Everybody signed things. I got my document. We asked, answered some final questions. And then we had to sit and wait while the lawyer took the documents to get approved by the other lawyers, I guess. I don't know. So it took like another 15 or 20 minutes or so. And then they came back with the official documents. They basically okay. showed us the official documents and then said, here's how it works in Mexico. Leases have to go through the government. And so and it takes about 30 days. So I can't walk away with a copy, like a certified copy of the lease. I could get mm-hmm. a photocopy of it, but it would mean nothing to the government. It would mean nothing to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I basically have to wait until the certified lease comes back from the Mexican government before I can set up services in my name. So if I need services set up in advance of that, I have to see if the landlord is willing to set it up in her name and okay. then pay her accordingly, like mm-hmm. I do for like I will do for trash and electricity and stuff like that. And she has said she's willing to do that. Um, she said whichever works. Like, so. I do have a question. Yes. Okay. I am it taking happens. questions. It, it um and I and I don't know if you have an, an answer, but I'm gonna have a question. What happens chronically in the States is that you sign a lease. Okay. And then the landlord sells the house underneath you. Oof. Right. And then they say you have to get out by certain such and such time. Right. Um, Do they, can, is there some sort of protection? Do you know? I don't know. What if she wants to evict you or something like that? Do we know any of those type of. Um, there was a thing in there that said that, um, the term is for the year and, and and that as long as your payments are current, 
the place she is can't yours. kick you out. Okay. But I don't know if that also translates into if she happens to sell the house from under, like, I didn't even really know that that was a thing that happened. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's chronic. They go, um, I want you out by, you know, the, even though you sign the lease for a year, they say, okay, I'm giving you 30 days. But some states have, oh, if you're, if they have a signed lease, you have to give them two months or something like that yeah, to vacate the promise. I have no idea if there's something like that in Mexico. See, in, in Massachusetts, um, one of my knitting group people had a house that she was trying to evict the, um, the tenants for because they had destroyed it in the time mm -hmm. that they were there. And mm -hmm. then for the time they filed the eviction papers, the people claimed squatters rights. Yeah. And the government upheld the squatters rights. And so mm -hmm. they basically said that the conditions were no longer livable and required the landlord to fix up the house, even though the destruction happened from the tenants and that the tenants didn't have to leave until it was fixed. Yeah. Um, so that I remember that sounding crazy because yeah. why would the government uphold that? Um but yeah, I, I I don't I don't know I don't have any experience with the the houses being sold out from under, and so I don't know how that trend how that would happen here in Mexico. Uh, but it feels like I have as stable an agreement as mm -hmm. there is here. Um, and we went through the law office, and you know it's going to go through the yeah. Mexican government, so it has to go you know to like the capital basically for okay. sign off, and then it comes back um, with, with the seal and everything like that. Um, so in the meantime, I think after I figure out the internet thing with the plug and play ones, if I can get that to be stable, I think I still want to get wall, like the wall unit installed. Mm -hmm. And I will ask her if she okay. was willing to sign, take that on and I pay for it. Because even when she went, like she was spending time with me in the apartment, we were trying to work on the internet thing. She had a motive. She's like, I'm going to go take it to the place and get it activated and I'll come back. Um, so she went and did that. And then she texted me. She goes, they have a plan on this portable device up to 150 mega. Do you want that? And I was like, yes, please. And she said, it's $4.99 a month. Can you do that? And I was like, yes, please. And then she, it, they didn't have an activation fee. It was just the $4.99 for the first month. It is a 12 year, a 12, a 12 month contract. Um, but she's like, you just have to pay every month. And then she sent me the way to get logged in. I couldn't get logged into it though. So I'm going to have to ask her um, about this, getting it. So. I kind of like this adventure, but I kind of like this also not happening to me. <laughs> I mean, I am kind of guinea pig in it and stuff. That's and what I, like yeah. Everything that I learned and maybe there's a course that we can create in this as, as I'm learning it. Um, yeah. But I think it'll make your transition here a lot smoother me having had the experiences I've had. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll say this, nothing has been so crazy or uncomfortable that I'm just like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Right. That's I'm right. not feeling like that at all. It's more and of like learning a different system and also just like telling my American brain to chill the fuck out. And would you recommend the people that you worked with their services to other people? Yes. So, okay, so far, awesome. everybody that I worked with was uh, is very nice, attentive. They respond to messages really quickly. Um, and do we have their permission to give their information down below? Uh, I did. I have not asked any of them, but I like with Vera, the person who's translating for me, I told her, I know people who are come who want to come too, and I'm going to be sending you their information. And she's like, yes, send them, send them all to okay. me. Um, so, and she actually wants to be friends too. She's like, we're both 
new here. Why don't we do some tourist yeah. stuff together? Like, cause her sister lives here and she can't get her sister to take her anywhere. Cause her sister's like, I've been living here. I don't do, the I live shit. here. Oh and I was like, I'll do the tourist shit with you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's traveling right now, but when she comes back, cause she's in the same position that we're in, she uh, is not from Mexico. She's from Colombia, but she lived in Canada. So she's actually a Canadian citizen. Hmm. So she's her 180 days is up this week. So she's going back. I actually think she's actually going to the States to do it. Um, Cause you just have to go to a Mexican consulate. So mm-hmm. actually I might not have to go back to the U S I could maybe just cross a closer border. Okay. If I can get an appointment with a consulate. Some people have said that that's possible. Okay. Maybe I'll go to Belize. Yeah, go, go. That would be awesome. <laughs> Look at your eye. You just stopped. I believe would be, go. I mean, I know they're going through, well, we're all are, but, but it, that would be awesome. Plus but I'm still, I'm still planning on coming in September. So what I would uh, like to try to do is get, meet somebody that has a cat sitting service or a house sitting service or something like that. Yeah. Have them come and take over the cats like a couple weeks before you're planning on being here. Mm. And so that I, so that it, it bridges the gap so I can start the process. And then when, by the time you come and take over the house, I'm either mm-hmm. back or coming back. Okay. So that I spend some time with you too. Yeah. Um, so I still have some time to try to plan that out, but I mean, we've already been here a month and a week, yeah. a month and two weeks, mm-hmm. um, almost. Um, so, like, time time will fly, and oh yeah, ready to right do this. Um, and then what? Like, so Vera was recommending. She's like, you, she's like, are you going to go to Houston for the thing? I'm like, we're trying to figure out where we could go because we could go to Arizona because we could have our friends. Mm-hmm. We can stay at their place or. We can go to Austin because we have friends too or whatever. But um, uh, but she's like, but the flights might be so expensive. She's like, it's only $180 to fly from um, from Cancun to uh, Florida. And I'm like, yeah, I've actually heard a lot of people prefer the Florida consulate, Miami consulate. But, but it's like, Florida. It's Florida. And I'm like, I don't and, fucking want to go to Florida. And you know? Florida has done lost its mind. If it and try to be brown place. and like go through customs. And you know, queer. No. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about that. But I'm going to start researching like what are the, the fastest turnaround consulates and see, you know, see what yeah. it is. But yeah, so that's where we're at now. We we have the lease. We have a month left in the current Airbnb because I had set it up for two two months just to make sure. Um, and it was too late to cancel and get a refund. So I'm just going to okay. stick it out here. But every few days, I'm going to go back to the place and bring some more of our stuff and start to set up there um, until the internet is more stable. And then we'll spend more time there a little bit. Uh, but one thing that I'm realizing, I know that some people caution about buying washer machines because the water is hard here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to want to go do the whole not having a car and do the whole laundromat thing. So I think, I think I'm probably going to have to go ahead and bite that bullet. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go through that process and, and it'll be interesting when we do our process because we were more, we were sent, you know, we We were staying in central and Jeff and I, even though it's definitely more money to, to, to rent in central, that, that is our preferred spot. 
but you know, it makes more sense too because what I'm learning now, especially with the internet, is that you know what it's called. Uh, oh, I forget the term. It's like uh, prof, profit, profitical something. Um, I'll I'll look it up because I know where it's at. There's a term for the city proper, basically. That's mm-hmm. where you're going to have internet. Mm-hmm. No trouble. You can get a thousand megabytes if you want. Yeah. Um, so if you want to still try to find a quieter neighborhood yeah. within central you just go on the outer skirts of central you're still within the good internet right. range but you don't necessarily have to deal with like the clubs or this or that or whatever mm-hmm. um so my neighborhood is fairly quiet but there is a, um, a football practice field close by yeah. i can hear them yeah but mm-hmm. it's not so bad yeah, and i no. hope that even though my room that's going to be my studio room faces closer to where that is um it won't be. We'll put some stuff on the walls and things. Yeah. And I need to, I, I do need to kind of soundproof it a little bit too, but, um, but yeah, yeah. you know, um, my biggest challenge with my house besides the internet is that the Google maps and Uber does not recognize my address. Right. It keeps and putting I, blocks and blocks away. So, yeah. but that was kind of common. I remember even, yeah, because even in Central, when we got dropped off in front of the mm-hmm. the hamburger place, we actually were a couple blocks away. Blocks away, so. yeah. It's a little wonky, but we're getting to know it. So the adventure is is still happening, but you're you are happy and plotting ahead. Yeah. What is your so our next is you know conquering the uh, internet? Anything else on the agenda? Internet and I think figuring out laundry. Especially given that Uber struggles so much with transport and stuff like that. I think that's going to be my next big challenge. Um, So maybe that might be my next episode or the episode after, depending on how far I get in that time. Um, But, but other than that, you know, we can also be talking about non-Mexico things and interlacing it with uh, Mexico adventures. Well, and let's also look into, there are companies that will pick up your laundry and deliver it to you. So maybe that's also an option as well. Yeah, I've tried to, that's, it's the hardest thing is researching in Spanish because it's, right. it's hard to research it in English. So that's yeah, no, where my can. barrier, that's where yeah. really where my barrier is. Um, so, and I love a fluff and fold service when I lived in LA until it was too expensive to keep it going, especially when I lived there temporarily, when I worked on film sets, I fluff and folded service all the time i'd have to drop it off usually mm-hmm. yeah but i'm getting it back folded and stuff like that so that'd be great um the other thing is you can actually hire someone a housekeeper mm-hmm. and they can be that can be part of their responsibility Two days to drop it off it, okay yeah so there is things like that um that we might look into but with things like that that kind of stuff might add up and it might end up making living expenses be a little the, bit more the than same. US. Mm-hmm. but since we are saving money on the rent well i mean you're getting it you you you're been living into one bedroom or studios for, for quite some time yeah for a lot more money than what you're paying for now. a lot more money yeah like so my my rent here in medida mexico compared to my uh, with a three-bedroom three-bath house with a pool compared to my rent in los angeles for a 750 square foot one-bedroom apartment um i was paying 2224 dollars a month mm-hmm. in LA. I am paying about a thousand dollars here. So depending on what the exchange rate is, sometimes it's nine 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 nine, sometimes it's one thousand and one, you know, yeah. like 
So somewhere around $1,000 a month in comparison to, and then in Houston, I was paying about $1,300 a month for a two bedroom, one bath, old ass Cockroach. Old ass coffers was invested, yeah, and the landlord that never fixed anything. And, and I didn't get my deposit back because they said it, they had more things to repair than it caught than it, my deposit covered. And I was like, well, to be fair, the house was not cleaned when we got it. The cockroaches and a lot of the things we requested never got repaired, so I wasn't happy that they had raised. They're not the going to repair shit. They're just going to raise the rent and. I think they're going to make there. it a luxury spot so that they can. Because they're gentrifying that area so much. That so is true. They were. There were other houses around the corner that had gone up to like, you know, 2000 a month. And I was paying 1300 a month. So I think that's what they're going to do. They'll fix it up just enough for there to be um, a $2,000 rent on that house. Fine. Yeah. And like, you know, my car got damaged because of the driveway. You, you remember yeah. the pitted driveway? And stuff like that. I so, remember. Yeah. Yeah. I so I'm just so relieved to be done with that and not have to not have to deal with it. I'm in a fairly new construction. It's it's only about a five year old house. Mm -hmm. It's clean. It's nice. I, Your I can, landlord sounds like a peach. She sounds really great and or she's very nice and um, she's very sweet. She's kind of learning English too. So we're, we're both cute. kind of trying to answer each other in both languages. Um, um, and, and to be fair, like I've noticed, I understand enough to know what word she's looking for in English sometimes and vice mm -hmm. versa. So we've been, it's, we've been working it out a little bit. Um, so I think I've made a good choice even though I only had the one choice, like I could have just said no and we could have looked somewhere else, Someplace. but yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's, it is huge though. I feel like it's definitely more space than we need. Me, well, but like knows. logistically it will be very helpful. So like mm -hmm. we have a whole room that will be good for when you want to come and visit, if you don't want to stay somewhere else, you know, right. um, I can set up a desk and stuff in there so that Jeff yeah. can work. I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. And given that we're homebodies anyway. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm, I'm like playing with the idea of calling it the compound because <laughs> the walls, the fence. Yeah, I know. So I, know. I, I, I know. I They're know. I know. There's so much privacy. Like I will You've be You've been in my backyard. I, but I have <laughs> 10 foot fences and yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love, yeah. I'm in the central of town and I have my own space. And you have some privacy. Yeah. And um, it made me really want a courtyard or that's why I really love the, the way that the Mexican people. You know, that actually homes. reminds me of something. On an earlier episode when we were talking about like my cross the way neighbor here at the Airbnb and how she kind of has half a house type of thing. And she's living sort of, she mm -hmm. sleeps outside essentially like on the hammock yeah. and things. I want to I want to take that back a little bit because while it does look like a half crumbled exterior, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem actually much different probably than if she had a solid house with a courtyard in the middle that's open to the elements, like a lot of the places we saw when we were together. Yeah. Yeah. So again, readjusting our American mindset, I was like, you know, it's just like her courtyard just in the front of her house. That's it. You know, and that's and she's choosing. Because it, it, it's it's got an enclosed space, so mm -hmm. she's either choosing to sleep outside on the hammock, which evidently is very common here. Yeah. Uh, because even my landlord, when she was showing me my hammock hooks, she was like, "Yeah, you can sleep here all summer." And and I was like, "Oh yeah, so you could just like you're gonna have oh that's gonna be another thing. Did you sleep in the hammock? 
I didn't. So my problem was, while I did learn how to tie it, I, I couldn't find the right height. So <laughs> I, like I kept retying and retying. So it was either too low or too high. So I haven't found it. It turns That's out the, right. the hammock I bought is very forgiving, <laughs> very flexible. Oh. So it was like bringing us like because Karin and I were both like trying to do it. It kept lowering us to the ground. So I have to keep fiddling until I get it to the right height and then I'll be able to, to try it okay. out. But um, so, yeah, I wasn't successful my first night with the hammock, but um, I'm close. I'm, That'll be a little mini video. You'll be swinging in it. You know, I should have put the camera out while I was trying to to tie it up. But um, that was a rough day for me. That that Don't first day in it. there was just a, a, a rough day. And again, it wasn't the most stressful day on the planet. It was just like it was so hot. Oh, I get it. That like every little frustration. Oh, I know everything is way huge. bigger. Like, I'm yeah. gonna hurt somebody. Yeah. So I so. totally get it. Oh, I'm glad you're on your new adventure. Anything else you wanna? No, I think. Up? I mean, I think this 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 is this is just one of the steps. So for any of our many and Medita episodes, um, you know, I might just kind of focus on one major aspect of the process and this is like you know getting into the house um i'll definitely update once i get in get in and we'll talk about the internet of course and stuff like that too but and pool maintenance i think will be interesting <laughs> because you know like i've never had to have someone come and clean my pool i suppose right. i could learn how to do it myself too but I, I don't think i'll be consistent with that so i might as well get someone who already knows how to do it do it jeff will um, be your pool boy he loves doing the pool Right. Well, then I'll save some money during this. During the <laughs> when, when, he comes to, when he comes to visit, that's right. And we will get him a little cabana boy outfit. Yeah, a little cabana boy outfit. Excellent. Um, so yeah, like that's that's pretty much that's it. it. It's uh, it's it's. I'm glad that we've done this. I wouldn't take it back. I I definitely want to give it a at least a full year before I decide like do I want to stay here? Do I want to go somewhere else or something like that? But yeah. I'll tell you, it did not take the full six weeks for me to say, I, I, I just can't imagine ever wanting to go back to the States again for a long term. Like I could see, you know, going back for a month at a time and visiting family or what friends or whatever. But I mean, <sighs> It's it is lonely a little because it's just me and Tree, you know. Like, we'll make friends. But I'm homebody anyway. Like, it's not like I had a robust friend life in Houston. Yeah. I had like three people that I hung out with in Houston. Yeah. So give me a little bit. I'll meet those three people. <laughs> right, my- right. I'm a gamer. So like the people that I prefer to hang out with are online. So yeah. like, how is this any different? And like, I mean, and then like after this pandemic, I'm not really interested in hanging out with yeah. most Americans in the real life anyway. So I don't think it'll be that much, but I am really looking forward to getting to that. I find it interesting that it didn't even take you six weeks to be like, I can't because uh, news like um, let's see, today is the 6th of May that we're filming. We'll be, that means that this goes out next week or the week after that next Wednesday, this coming. Wednesday. So that means then, so uh, in the middle of the night, your your last state you were in passed in mm-hmm. the dead of the night. The one that if any child is transgender or is uh, someone thinks they're transgender or they're getting any tra- anything like that, the state now has the right to remove your child from your home. Yeah. 
But yeah, the the more and more that these types of things are being passed, what's what's happening in Texas, Tennessee, and Florida in particular um, mm-hmm. is so scary. And I definitely don't want to live in a state that would uphold that type of of stuff. But not that California doesn't have its. There's problems. no no. There's no perfect place. No. You know, but um, but also California is just too expensive to to live right now. And to be frank, like. I don't really have family anymore, you know, like I, over time, either family squabbles or other things have grown us apart. And um, the politics of things have definitely separated me from my in-law family, you know, so family is not a motivation to come back. Yes, there's friendships, but like literally none of us are seeing each other in person right now anyway. (laughs) So like we can keep up, like I'll FaceTime, whatever. Right. And you're going to come back and vote. That's it. Maybe at this point, like now I don't even feel, you know, I know that was part of the, maybe we could do an episode about that next time or something uh, like the responsibility of maintaining citizenship for the purposes of, of that. But I mean, I feel like it's crashing and burning. I don't even know that I can necessarily vote responsibly in, in the state that is my last state of residence. I can vote and it won't, gerrymander yeah you know especially the neighborhood that i lived in i was in a red line neighborhood so there was a lot of stuff so there's some thoughts there's i've been thinking about things and trying to avoid thinking about things and stuff like that too um because i don't know where this living abroad thing will take me beyond confirming some suspicions that i was having before we left which is I, I don't want to live in the States. I don't think that every country or any country that I live in is going to be perfect. I don't even know. I do think it's unfair that I may benefit from American status here in ways that maybe some local Mexicans will not. Um, in particular, I'm living in the state of the Yucatan. The Yucatan is looked down upon by a lot of, of Mexico uh, because they still have very strong Maya ties. Um, because the people are darker skinned because the language that like, if you have a Yucatec accent, that's too bad in other parts of Mexico, people are looked down on and stuff like that. So it is possible that I could benefit more in some cases because of my American status here, um, than some, some areas. I mean, depending on what States people are in and stuff like that. Um, those are things I wouldn't have really necessarily known unless I was around here. Around here. I'm learning. About it, talk know? about it. Yeah. That being said, like, I just need a place that I can live and afford to live where most of my time is spent at home. And I think I have found that, that fortress or that compound, you know, right, right now is that as I transition into that home, I may not need much outside in the world and I may want to stay there forever or I'll get bored and I'll want to go or I'll want to hear my language again. You know, every now and then you hear English and you're like, English, you know, (laughs) it's kind of weird. One of the funny things I will say, and then we'll leave on this is that uh, when you're in Ubers, the, the pop music stations that are playing play a whole bunch of American music but none of the songs are from the same genres and none of them would be played on the same station in the U.S. <laughs> right. So you'll go from like a Christmas pop song to a country Western song to yeah. like ints, 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 ints <laughs> right after that. It's so funny because like none of the music makes any sense to play on one station. 
and they don't censor. Oh, I did nice. not realize how like I knew America was super censored. I knew yeah. it like mm -hmm. here in the brain. Mm -hmm. I understood mm -hmm. it. But um, we were driving down the street in one of the Ubers and the song was playing and it was talking about eating pussy. And Tristan and I just fell out laughing. <laughs> and then even like Beyonce's uh, song like we gonna fuck up the night no, you know like okay. that was playing that didn't there's no bleeping it's just the original track as as the artist intended um so things like that like there's things I'm willing to us uh, to sacrifice <laughs> from America to live in a place that just like Leaves you the fuck alone? Leaves, for the most part, leaves you the fuck alone. I mean, look, I'm a foreigner who's lived in an Airbnb for six weeks and not having issues. Microaggressions? No. I mean, the the craziest thing that's happening is like, oh, and see, this is making this thing longer. But the other day we went for a walk and we stopped off at a torta stand and the guy, we didn't realize the guy was deaf. He was oh. a lip reader. So he would like, you could tell that, that the speech was a little bit different, but not knowing people's accents here, I couldn't tell if that was an accent thing or, or a, but after he said he was hard of hearing, I was like, oh, okay, now I understand what, what was happening with his voice. So this is what was funny. He starts speaking to us. I turned to Tristan to explain. He's saying that there's either meat or chicken in the sandwich, which I think Tristan was getting, but he was speaking so fast that Tristan had that face like, hmm. And it was yeah. all words that I know Tristan knew, but I think the speed. And so I was saying, like, you can get either chicken or you can get pork and beef together on the sandwich or whatever. And you can get cheese or not cheese or and it'll have onions. So I think because the guy was seeing me look at him and then talk to Tristan, he kept making eye contact and speaking Spanish to me. And then he would nod at Tristan. And my Spanish is so terrible, too, that Tristan was like, it's funny because he keeps trying to speak English to Tristan and trying to speak Spanish to me. And I was like, I, I was like, I, he's got to know that I can't speak Spanish. Like, my, I know my Spanish is terrible. And then, like, he came back and forth serving us different things. And then at one point he said, I can't hear. So I need to see. I need to read your lips. And we're like, oh, and so we were, because he, he was asking us where we are and he couldn't see Tristan's mouth. So then he looked at me and he was saying that he was deaf and stuff like that. And so we're like, oh, okay. So I said that we were from the US and that we speak English and stuff like that. He continued to speak Spanish to me and English to Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> so up until that point, we thought he thought I was Mexican. And then after that, we're like, oh, He's under the impression I'm translating for you because I'm turning to you. To <laughs> I mean, you technically are. I mean, kind of. Or sometimes I was just asking him, "Do you want a sandwich?" You know, but it may have looked like I was translating. So he was like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "California, United States." And he goes, "Where is he from?" I was like, "California, United States." And he's just like, "Wait, that's he not thought he was missing something." Something. No, you're like, "No, you're you're perfectly fine." So up Perfectly until then, Tris and I are having a conversation about how the guy thinks I'm Mexican and thinks he's American. And then after the him explaining he was deaf, it was like, oh, <laughs> he just thinks I'm translated. So he doesn't, you know, like it's probably a combo. He probably thought I was Mexican and mm -hmm. 
he wasn't picking up that my Spanish was bad because he can't hear what I sound like. How he bad? Did. You're only watching your word. Ah, oh, that's so cute, though. So that was that was a fun little thing that happened earlier this week. Well, I love it. Well, I'm glad that everything. I felt like I was like, damn, he's really. I, yeah, he gets I'm, my feel, I'm feeling official. Yeah, I'm getting this shit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like oh, oh. Actually, he was deaf, and so that's all I right. I wasn't butchering it audibly for him I would, but <laughs> you know uh you didn't you, he wasn't you weren't affronting his ears um well thank you for taking the time to sit down and and talk again i i'm glad i'm glad for this process i heart you i miss you i can't wait to see you again yeah me too and I, there's things where i'm trying to like not experience because i want <laughs> i want it to no do experience anything stuff, you want it'll be a all different things when we're there. It'll be yeah, perfectly fine. That's true. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. hopefully later in the summer, I will start having more adventures. Um, I think I'm going to take Vera up on the offer to be tourists. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah. yeah go like, to the beach. That might be one of my, well, that's the other thing. She's already invited us to stay at her parents' house in Progresso. Bye. But that's Bye. another thing. Like, there's such crazy welcomingness. They're just like, come just stay at my house. Bye. Okay. <laughs> I, I would like footage. Bye. Okay. The internet needs footage. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, right. I, that might be my friend. Like, listen, I'm no. only going to probably get one to two friends while I'm out here anyway, because I keep a small. That's it. That's all I'm allowing myself. Oh, Trace. Okay. You Trace know, amigos. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But yeah. All right. All well, right, are so. you, um, are you, are you waxed? I am not. I ain't been waxed in a long mm -hmm. time. Um, but <laughs> hopefully I'll find there is a spa nearby from my new place. So hopefully. we got to do a spa because things have been, it's a little maintained for tropical down there. Okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> all right. So I, are you at least vexed? I am vexed. I got my, and cards. now are you unpacked? I am not unpacked. I am still half in and half out and I probably won't be unpacked, unpacked until June. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. Well, I love you guys. Peace. Get Bye. out of here. Bye. Queer and Far is a main hustle media podcast, produced and edited by Charmaine Fury. Co-hosted by Charmaine Fury, aka The Blazing Blurred, and Shay Nanigans. Music is Big Band Savage Jazz by Pine Groove. If you like what you've heard on Queer and Far, please subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.